Good morning, everyone. I hope everyone had a good 4th of July. Um, today we are in Nehemiah chapter 6, 1 through 19. And then we'll continue, start with seven, chapter 7, 1 through 3. Uh, further opposition to rebuilding will start us off there. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. When word came to Sambalat, Tobah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of the enemies that I had rebuilt the wall, and not a gap was left in it, Though up to that time I had not set the doors and the gates, Sambalat the Geshem and Geshem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ano. But they were scheming to harm me, so I sent messengers to them with this reply. I am carrying in on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave, leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message, and each time I gave them the same answer. Then the fifth time, Sinabalat sent his aid to me with the same message, and in his hand was an unsealed letter in which he was written. It is reported among the nations, and Geshem says it is true, that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt, and therefore you are rebuilding the wall, moreover, According to these reports, you are about to become their king and have even appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. Now this report will get back to the king, so come, let us confer together. I sent him this reply. Nothing like what you are saying is happening. You are just making it up out of your head. They are, were all trying to frighten us thinking their hands will get too weak for the work and it will not be a com be completed but i prayed now strengthen my hands on one day i went on to the house of shemaiah son of Dela deliah the son of mahatabel who was shut in at his home he said let us meet in the house of god inside the temple and let us close the temple doors, because men are coming to kill you. By night they are coming to kill you. But I said, should a man let me run away? Or should one like me go into the temple to save his life? I will not go. I realized that God has had not sent him, but that he had prophesied against me, because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. He had been hired to intimidate me so that I would commit a sin by doing this, and then they would give me a bad name to discredit me. Remember Tobiah and Sam Ballot, on my, oh my God, because of what they have done. Remember also the prophetess Noadiah and the rest of the prophets who have been trying to intimidate me. The Completion of the Wall so the wall was completed on the 25th of Elul, in the 52 days. When all our enemies had heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. Also in those days, the nobles of Judah were sent, sending many letters to Tobiah, and, re and replies from Tobiah kept coming to them. For many in Judah were under oath to him, since he was son-in-law to Shenachaniah, son of Era, 
and his son Jehanan, his had married the daughter of Meshulam, son of Berkiah. Moreover, they kept reporting to me his good deeds and then telling me him what I said, and Tobias sent letters to intimidate me. After the wall had been rebuilt, I had set the doors in place. The gatekeepers and the singers and the Levites were appointed. I put in charge of Jerusalem my brother Hanani, along with Hananiah, the commander of the citadel, because he was man, a man of integrity and feared God more than those most men do. I said to them, The gates of Jerusalem are not to be opened until the sun is hot. While the gatekeepers are still on duty, have them shut the doors and bar them. Also appoint residents of Jerusalem as guards, some of the, at their posts and some near their own houses. Let's go ahead and close ahead uh, to your New Testament reading. Okay, everyone, this is your New Testament reading of the day. Today we are in... Uh, Mark chapter 12, 1 through 44. So let's go ahead and read the scripture. The parable of the tenant starts us off. He then began to speak to them in parables. Man planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a pit from the wine press, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and went away on a journey. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants to collect from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. But they seized him, beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. Then he sent another servant to them. They struck this man on the head and treated him shamefully. He sent still another, and that one was killed. He sent and many others. Some of them they beat, others they killed. He had no one left, had one left to send, a son, whom he loved. He sent him last of all, saying, They will respect my son. But the tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him, and 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 the inheritance will be ours. So they took him and killed him, and threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? Will he come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others? Haven't you read the scripture? The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Then they looked for a way to arrest him, because they knew he had spoken the parable against them. But they were afraid of the crowd, so they left him and went away, paying taxes to Caesar. Later they sent some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. They came to him and said, Teacher, we know you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by men because you pay no attention to who they are. But you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. It is, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Why are you trying to trap me? He asked. Bring me a denarius and look, let me look at it. They brought the coin and he asked them, Whose portrait is this and, they, and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. When Jesus had said, Then Jesus said to them, Give to Caesars what is Caesars, and to God what is God's. And they were amazed at him. Marriage at the Resurrection When the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to, came to him with a question, Teacher, they said, 
Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and have children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first one married and died without leaving any children. The second one married the widow, but he also died, leaving no children. It was the same with the third. In fact, none of the seven left any children. Last of all, the woman died too. At the resurrection, whose wife will she be, since the seven were married to her? Jesus replied, Are you not in error because you did, you did not know the scriptures or the power of God? When the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage, but they will be like the angels in heaven. Now, about the dead rising, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the account of the bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are badly mistaken. The Greatest Commandment One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked them, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the Lord the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and, all, and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one of, of that there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your heart, understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. Then, when Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. Whose son is the Christ? While Jesus was teaching in the temple courts, he asked, How is it that the teachers of the law say that, that the Christ is the son of David? David himself, speaking by the Holy Spirit, declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? The large crowd listened to him and del with delight. As he taught, Jesus said, Watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and greet in the marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogues and the places of honor and banquets. They devour widows' houses and for a short make show make lengthy prayers. Such men will be punished most severely. The Widow's Offering Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins, worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, the, widow, the poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I just praise you. I thank you for everything we've done. Lord, I ask that you bless us this day and that you keep us from the enemy, I pray, and help us to focus only on you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good day.